Hello, everyone. I want to begin by stating that as president and CEO of the Edmonton Eskimo Football Club, I wish to inform our fans, partners, rights holders, and indeed all the people who care and support the Edmonton Eskimos that I've made a significant personnel decision. Earlier this morning, Ed Hervey, Vice President of Football Operations and General Manager, was relieved of his duties effective immediately. Two, ma two major reasons drove this decision. First, both parties could not agree to contract extension terms. And secondly, there were differences in philosophy over the way we do business. During the course of recent negotiations for a possible contract extension, it became clear that we would be unable to meet Ed's expectations. As far as the philosophical differences, they were primarily related to stakeholder access to our club. The resistance to provide access became an increasingly difficult issue over the past year. It became a barrier to what we feel is required to grow our organization in terms of success and in a, a marketplace that's increasingly competitive. Fan access, media access, season seat holder access, sponsorship access, and showcasing our athletes are all important areas allowing us to grow our fan base and ultimately the success of the Edmonton Eskimo Football Club. We will commence our search for a new general manager immediately. In the meantime, we're in a very solid position with Jason Moss, our head coach, Paul Jones, Executive Director of Player Personnel, and Rob Ralph, Director of Canadian Scouting. Paul Jones will assume the interim role of GM until we fill the position. I spoke to all three gentlemen this morning. Let me also assure our fans and those who have pledged support for this team that these kind of decisions are not taken lightly. I am aware that the timing's not ideal, but in fact, it's never ideal. We wish Ed Hervey the best, and we intend to carry on building a winning team in the Eskimo way. Are there any questions? How difficult was this decision to make considering the timing? You could have just said, okay, we're just going to ride it out for one more season because of the timing. But how difficult was that, and why did you feel now was the time to do it? Very uh, difficult uh, decision. Um, you don't take these things lightly. As far as the timing, you always have to weigh the, the risks in the short term versus the long term, and we're focused on the long term. In terms of uh, going through a, the rest of the year, Ed was in his final year of a contract, and while we tried uh, to make uh, attempts to, uh, for a renewal, we were unable to meet each other's expectations. Part of the other reason you cited was that um, just because of all these other reasons, media access, all those sorts of things, that he was unable to, you know, it was a, became a barrier to grow the organization. Since Ed took over as general manager, you've won a great cup. I mean, is there any better way to grow the organization than by winning? And was it that bad, whatever was going on, that it superseded the fact he did really nothing but succeed in his job as the head football guy? First, uh, having put Ed in the role four years ago, um, I have a lot of time and respect for the gentleman. He did great things. Uh, what he did to build a contender, which was always his consistent objective on the field, was second to none. Yes, we did win a great cup, but it's not enough. We've got to do more than have a good product on the field. We've got to expose our product. We've got to 
adjust and evolve with what's going on in the marketplace uh, out there. There's a lot of competition when it comes to sports and entertainment. So it's about doing things differently. Uh, our trends in the last several years, even after winning a great cup, uh, our attendance last year was down uh, just under 3%. So we've got to approach this differently. And we want to work through with our stakeholders by allowing access at all levels. So you're suggesting that decisions Ed made on things like player access and media availability is was having a direct impact on the attendance and being able to sell the team properly? Uh, no, it's, it's one variable at play. There's a lot of factors that go into play. Uh, but again, he did a fabulous job with the product. Uh, but we had different philosophies in terms of going forward. Uh, we put a strategic plan together for the next five years. And uh, we want to open up uh, more access. And um, we had different uh, viewpoints on that. So when you talk about you... philosophical differences and fan access, was the, that whole thing about the mic, micing, uh, you know, the, the, the coach, Miking your quarterback, was that what you're talking about too in terms of philosophical differences? Yeah, I'm a governor at the league level as well, and there's a lot of things that we're trying differently. And as a club, uh, we want to be embracing some of these uh, things that go forward. We don't want to be, and we have become viewed in the last little while as becoming a barrier at the CFL level. Uh, the Edmonton Eskimos don't want to do certain things. Uh, we need to go forward, so I'm a big believer that we need to embrace uh, some of these initiatives and not to push back against them. So that was one of the philosophical differences you talked about? It's uh, everything, including that. Your current head coach was one who didn't really like the mic either, so will you have to have a conversation with him? Does he have to be more open? Yeah, well, there was a lot of learning out of that as well in terms of uh, what, what is best. That was a, done as a test in terms of who should wear the mics. And there have been some changes in terms of the offensive coordinator versus uh, the coach in that role. Um, we want to embrace and support things. And not everything is always going to work, uh, but trying it is important. And I'd say most importantly is when you make a commitment as a club at the governor's level, uh, you, you need to follow through. And then you take the learning and you say, OK, what can you do differently? So will you be looking for a GM then that understands football ops, but also understands the business side of, of the game and is more open to that? Was that a barrier? Yeah, it's a balance. It is a balance. Um, a necessary condition is having a great product. That's the number one priority. But we've got to do more than that. Um, after winning a great cup, we didn't fill the stadium. So we acknowledge that where the world is going, one of the greatest things that we have, the CFL historically, is access. Our players are the most fabulous players. We showcase those athletes. When people become familiar with the insights of what drives those players, that's to our advantage. So we want to open that, not close it. No, the decision was mine. I went to the board of directors and have received their full support. Do you think you can find somebody that will do as good a job with the on-field product as Ed Hervey has done in his time here, and that the product on the field won't take a dip in terms of results? We're never going to compromise uh, our objective of having a competitive product on the field. That is our number one priority. They're not mutually exclusive. We need to do both. But if your number one priority is successful, if you say that Ed Hervey did a phenomenal job, in his role as putting a good team on the field. Are you worried there's going to be a disconnect from fans saying, okay, maybe the seats weren't as full as you would have liked, but if the priority is on field, Ed, you know, as it, to use your words, you know, did, did a great job. Yeah, we've got to do both. Great product and do more outside of the game. Uh, the other 355 days of the year, everything we do in and around, uh, we are a major brand in this community, and we may 
we've got to make sure that we take advantage of that and leverage that as a positive and not limit ourselves by putting our own barriers up. So what do you do then? What, how do you leverage your product? There's various things in terms of what we're doing. There's a lot of fabulous initiatives that have taken place with this club and we're in great shape from all uh, aspects of that. But we, we've got to go to the next level. We've got to come in and look at this and uh, recognize that things have evolved in the marketplace that the product on the field is number one priority, but there's so many more opportunities out there. But is the job as a GM to be a guy who's focused on football first? Yes, so, yes it is. If you're the president, that's good. Do you guys then need a more distinct separation in what the GM does and he just worries about football and you worry about building the business? Well, it's, a, it's a very good question. Actually, we uh, had a very good relationship with Ed and gave him a lot of uh, leeway when it came to the football side. It's about consistency and it's about when we come back and there's programs either at the CFL level or the, uh, at the local level that we're all united and uh, aligned in terms of what we want to do and uh, just felt that there's a need for a little more alignment on that side. And do you feel growing the game, the league itself, like negotiation lists aren't public, like there's a lot of things the league doesn't do itself to want to, to grow their brand. Are you going to start doing that yourself as an organization? We'll see. We'll to be talking to the next leaders, uh, leader on the football ops side. But I'd love to be the team that's recognized as being the most progressive team, not the team that currently in the past uh, little while has been viewed by some uh, others as being saying that we're, uh, we're, we're pushing back in terms of some of the changes and some of the initiatives. So let's embrace it. Let's be open to it. But let's lead it. And uh, there'll be things that work and some things that don't but it's about being true to the sport, being authentic, but doing more. When so it when you, what's contract, your deadline? Was it term? Was it money? Was it both? We uh, won't get into the private details of that, but it was uh, a lot of variables at play, and uh, we were pretty, uh, there were some wide gaps in terms of some of those expectations that we could not meet. Do you have time you? still? I mean, you had, you had time to try and get that done and time to... Yeah, it was, uh, it was viewed as being at an impasse. So what's your deadline? We're going to do what's right, take the time that's necessary to make the right decision. Uh, we won't put a time limit on that uh, because once you start the process, uh, you want to make sure that you're finding the best available candidates and that you have that pers person come in uh, with the uh, factors to succeed. So we won't put a time uh, frame on that. I know you said you, that you got along with Ed, but was that difficult to deal with in his role? either for you or for the board? Was there a personality conflict that you viewed you wouldn't be able to overcome as part of it? No, Ed, uh, again, as an individual, uh, is, is a great uh, person. It's uh, about philosophies, and it's nothing, it doesn't get to the personal level. It's not the individual. It's not an indictment against Ed whatsoever. I'm one of Ed's biggest fans. Now, earlier, I think it was January, he called in all the media people to say, hey, he wanted to open up the room a little bit more. Was that not enough? Now, there's things that I believe in and access to the locker room is actually one of them and uh, I want it to be embraced. I want it, uh, I believe it's the least that we should be doing, could be doing. When you're out there available and actually willing to expose our product and bring it to the fans, I think we should be taking advantage of that. In this world, a lot of companies out there would die to get a page of exposure in a newspaper or uh, being on the radio or on TV. We should embrace that. Did Ed refuse? 
can make the changes you wanted them to make for the upcoming season then? Were you talking, discussing that? And was there a refusal to... to yeah, in recent up? conversations, he had said he had thought about it, but decided to keep the status quo on that front. And you didn't... I mean, obviously, you felt that was your call to make, not his? Yeah, from an organizational standpoint, and one of our key core values is accessibility. It shouldn't be a word on a wall that we're, we've got to walk the talk. And as leader of this organization, I felt that we've got to really do what we say and say what we do. How much responsibility do you have to take for the fact that this organization comes off a breakup and doesn't fill its state? Yeah. Oh, huge responsibility. It, it, the ultimate responsibility is with me. Uh, and the challenge is not an easy one. It's going to take time uh, for us to change those trends. But if you look at the last 10 years, which I've done, you map that out, there's slow attrition and nothing radical that in any single year you say there's a problem, but we've got to turn that around. And if we keep doing things the same way, we know what the next 10 years will be. So let's do things differently. We'll have some successes. We'll have some things that people say they wouldn't do it the same way. But if we're all together trying to make things work in a different way to succeed and grow this business, Attendance is only one aspect. It's growing our brand, making sure that we have all aspects uh, going at 100%. But does anything grow your brand more than winning? Oh, winning's everything. Winning, being a contender. Every, every team wants to win. Uh, we won in 2015, and uh, that's a key aspect. It was overdue. It was 10 years, but we've got to do more than just winning. But we want to win. So you feel that decisions Ed was making were preventing you from being able to push the brand and the ticket sales to another level that you wanted? Like Not in itself. We all have a role to play, and it's about buying into the same philosophy so that we move forward in, in tandem. So now, looking back, because the room used to be accessible, if that's one of the issues, why did you allow them to get closed originally? Oh, good question. Out of respect to Ed, and uh, what I love about Ed is he doesn't like distractions. He wants to focus because his responsibility as general manager and vice president of football operations is about a good product. And I'm of the belief that you can do both. Uh, but total respect for Ed. Uh, you know, you have a lot of conversations and you have a lot of sometimes uh, points of view on a topic. And sometimes you say, okay, Ed, out of respect, you're the uh, guy in charge of football. I'm going to let you do that. But as time went, and I feel that that's one aspect that's limiting our potential to grow, why wouldn't we do it? I think we can do both. We can really embrace the product, but allow the product to be closer to our fans, not only when the games are taking place on the field, but 365 days a year. And do you have any concern as you open up to look for GMs? Like the reality is the CFL doesn't have a ton of assistant GMs in other markets that are waiting and ready. Is, is there a real shallow pool as far as people that are confident enough that can do as good of a job building a winning team? Yeah, succession uh, planning is, is really important, and we have some great uh, personnel and uh, people in our uh, department right here, in our, right here. Uh, there's fabulous, there's two uh, assistants under Ed here who have done a fabulous job, uh, Chris and Nick. Uh, we have a beautiful host of uh, football ops staff, but in terms of successors, uh, there's not that many people that could just step in tomorrow morning to become general manager of a Canadian Football League team. There's no doubt about that. So there's limited uh, selection, but there's enough out there, and the Edmonton Eskimos are a club that a lot of people would love that opportunity to join us. It was a 10-8 season last year. If, if your football team doesn't win as many games this year, but you're better on the access side, better on the fan relations side, all of those other things are improved, do you think you'll sell more tickets with 
maybe a football product that isn't as winning? We don't want to compromise the football product, so we'll never be happy if we're not winning more than we lose. Uh, but we want to have people coming into the stadium. We want to have a great product. And it's not about one or the other. It's about doing everything at the same time. So now that Ed's out, uh, and outside of maybe opening up the locker room, what other things will you be able to implement that had been on a, at a roadblock before? Sure. Well, there's a lot that we want to do in terms of access at all levels. It includes our corporate partners. It includes uh, fans uh, on the field be during the warm-ups of a game. It includes uh, our fan day that we're moving into the uh, stadium. Uh, those are things, many of those things were embraced by Ed, so it's not uh, uh, one or the other. There's a lot of things that we can do, and there's so much more, but also with the media. Um, some of you have been the first to say that we're not being as accessible as we used to or that we need to be, so we're here to address that. Will the general manager be hired with the understanding that he keeps Moss? Uh, oh, uh, Jason Moss is our head coach. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, and I spoke to Jason, and uh, Jason uh, will be meeting with me in person on Monday. But absolutely, a, a new uh, general manager uh, won't be coming in to uh, fix what's not broken. So we have a lot of great things going on, and it's about some consistency, and it's about some uh, additional things as what, well. What things was Ed saying no to you outside of dressing room access and the microphones that you felt were preventative? Oh, we won't get into the day-to-day -day on specifics. It's really a philosophy. Um, Let's uh, go open or let's uh, put some uh, barriers in place. But it's not, we're not going to put a laundry list of, uh, of items that we talk about. Every day we talk about things and we had great conversations and great debates. For the most part, Ed and I had an agreement on a lot of things. So this is not about uh, having differences on every aspect. It's a philosophy. It's about what do we need to do in the next five, ten years in the bigger picture to really take this to the next level. That would be ideal, but um, we'll start the process. And with a process, you know where you're starting, and then you've got to see who's coming to the table, who's uh, got the uh, attributes, and where we go from there, who wants the job. So we'll start, on, uh, we'll start immediately, and we'll take it from there. I know you, you said you didn't want to get into the negotiations, but based on a great cop and, and you know, last season, um, where did you feel Ed fit in in terms of the other general managers around the league? Do you feel he probably deserve to be paid as one of the higher-paid ones? Or where do you see him in his growth value? Well, yes, Ed, uh, oh, Ed's uh, top of the game. Ed is uh, one of the best out there in terms of uh, uh, what he does uh, with the, in football operations. He's uh, got a good reputation. He's uh, viewed very well at the uh, league table. Uh, fans uh, love Ed, and there's a lot of great things. And uh, this is not about trying to find negatives about the individual. But you just fired him. I mean, you, yeah. you say it's all a, those things, but you just let him go. And we've got a viewpoint where, uh, again, you know, when you talk about access, that's the major, the major gap that we had. Un exemple de ça, c'est dans dans notre salle ici, le locker room, d'avoir accès. Il y a un politique que la Ligue canadienne de football qu'une un jour, une fois par semaine, euh, tu vas donner accès dans le locker room aux au, au médias. Euh, on a choisi de, de faire ça ailleurs, dans une autre salle ou dehors sur le terrain. Euh, C'est un bel, bon exemple de quand on parle d'accès, 
qu'on devrait être ouvert. Nous sommes un, une équipe communautaire et on veut que ça reflète les valeurs que nous avons. Puis parmi, parmi les six valeurs que nous avons, il y en a un qui s'appelle « Accessibility ». Puis on veut être vrai dans ce sens-là. Oui, c'est un exemple, euh, parce qu'on on est des gouverneurs de la Ligue canadienne de football. On a toutes voté, les neuf équipes, pour dire on va l'essayer. Peut-être que ce ne serait pas parfait, mais on veut essayer quelque chose de différent. Puis c'est notre équipe, que, à la dernière minute, qu'on a choisi de dire non. Puis ça, quand tu parles de ton, ta réputation euh, vers les autres, ils posent des questions. Pourquoi est-ce que les, les Eskimos d'Edmonton ne veulent pas embarquer dans les programmes où ce qu'ils ont déjà dit oui? The product won't take a step back. We put more resources in football operations than we ever have in our history. We will always put great people in that role, making sure that we represent the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, we will continue to do so. That, without question, have the confidence in knowing we will do what's right. And our number one priority and focus is football and the product on the field, because product is king. And when you speak about more accessibility, how, how much harder is it, uh, your task and, and the task of the organization, to get your message out to, to sell to the fans? I mean, when you compare it to the Oilers, they're an automatic you're not necessarily an automatic. So how much more difficult is your job and how much does access help that? Yeah, and in Canada, of course, uh, hockey is at the top of the uh, list in terms of uh, popularity. But we're a very strong second in Edmonton, so we need to maximize everything at our disposal. One thing we have versus NHL hockey players, our guys are more accessible. They are real people. They're like you and I, the guy next door, and they have beautiful stories. They grew up sometimes with many challenges. They have beautiful things to share, and they can relate to the fans, and the fans can relate to them. Let's maximize that. That's a competitive advantage right there. Can I ask you one, one more thing about uh, when you want to talk about media and access? Do you need to reevaluate who you're maybe partnering with in that regard? We have great partners. Uh, our, our rights holders, um, whether it's TV, radio, print, are fabulous, but everyone beyond that, uh, the fact that when you're engaged to cover our game and to cover our league, that is a beautiful thing. Now, of course, there's a whole aspect of social media, and we go direct to our fans in many cases as well, but it's not one or the other, it's doing all of them in tandem and embracing the latest technologies. But at the end of the day, we have beautiful stories. Let's find a way to tell those stories. Let's find a way to let our fans have a little peek on the inside, some of those insights that drive our athletes. How did you let Ed know and how did that conversation go? Well, I uh, met with him this morning at 8 o'clock and I told him that we were taking a different path and uh, there were two uh, main reasons. One was that we couldn't meet the expectations in terms of the contract negotiations and the second one was the difference in philosophies in terms of uh, going forward and specifically around accessibility. And when did you receive board approval for this? Uh, two days ago. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. How, how is he doing? Oh, uh, Ed, Ed's, uh, Ed's doing well. Yeah, Ed will be fine, and Ed has a great future in front of him. Thank you.